This is episode 215 of The Amy Ayler Show. This episode is entitled Step Out of the Patriarchy and Step Into Feminine Entrepreneurship. I recorded this show on a Facebook Live, kinda, after a lot of technical failures and errors. We had such a heck of a time, but nevertheless, we persisted. And we recorded this live via a live audience on Zoom webinar. So hang on to your hats because this is going to be a wild ride. We're going to talk all about the patriarchy, what that really means, what role good men have in creating this new balanced, incredible structure and support that we need in the world. And we dive deep into our personal stories about releasing the hustle and embracing the flow and really stepping out of the matrix of the systems that no longer serve us as women and as men. So you can check out today's show notes at amyaylorshow.com forward slash 215 and make sure to check out Radiance, a six month women's entrepreneur and prosperity circle that Shiloh and I are starting on November 1st. You can check that out at Radiant womancircle.com. That's radiantwomancircle.com. And links to everything that we mentioned on the show can be found in the show notes. All right. Enjoy. Welcome to the Amy Ayler Show. This is a special edition that is kind of from a Facebook Live, but not really because the technology wouldn't let us do it. But I'm here with my amazing friend, the incredible artist, activist, teacher, poet, extraordinary woman and one of the smartest businesswomen that I've ever met in my entire life and total rebel and wild card. Hello, <laughs> Sophia. And we are going to talk today about stepping out of the patriarchy and stepping into feminine entrepreneurship. And I'm so excited about this conversation. I want to turn it over to Shiloh <laughs> to welcome us with a poem. Thank you, Amy. And thank you everyone for being here. This is called This Work of Women. And so I invite you to just kind of settle in and allow your tummy to drop in and your heart to open and your eyes, the area around your eyes, relax as we allow a little poetry, which helps us get into another space together. This Work of Women. Yes, it is time for a revolution of women and path, women and money, women and business, women and art, women and marketplace. We do not choose to give our works away for nothing. We are not starving artists. We are not frivolous. We are creators whose creations save lives, mend wounds, and change the world. This work of priestesses and practitioners of every kind is visionary work. Our work is vital, essential, needed, and this work of women must include creating livelihood. This is not easy, quick, fun, or likely. This may not even be accepted or encouraged, but this is what we must do, create an abundance revolution. We are creating our own path, our own marketplace, and our own money. We work from the heart, and we deserve to be compensated. We are creating our own mystical, cosmic, luminous, overflowing bank. This bank does not cause, contribute, or condone the suffering of others for profit. It's a women's bank. 
Believe it, create it, deposit into it, draw from it, invite other women into it. Enter the income stream in your little golden boat and dream and work and pray and play and prosper. Do not stop. Keep going. It will almost always seem impossible, but we will make miracles. We believe in you and you believe in us. Miracles right now are organizing themselves around you, around your work, around your visions, around your dreams. Let us go out now armed with what matters and with the prayers of our grandmothers shining. And that is from 10 years ago. Shiloh. (laughs) (laughs) I think the line that really just like had my heart burst open was a line around, we will not profit off the suffering of others. That's right. What a different world we would live in. And this is the thing about stepping out of the patriarchy. I I was doing a little bit of um, research here beforehand, and I thought this was really interesting. I was looking at the definition of patriarchy because you know, there's a lot of things happening right now where we talk about smash the patriarchy and down with the patriarchy and we have to bust through the patriarchy. So I was looking just online at dictionary.com and in our context that we're talking about, it says a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. Okay. I'm all for that going out the window for sure, right? But then the thing that's really interesting is I looked up matriarchy. And this says a system of society or government ruled by a woman or women. It doesn't say anything about excluding men. And I just think that that is so fascinating to look at that we've decided, that dictionary.com has decided, and then you can go to Urban Dictionary for some hilarious laughs on their definition of patriarchy. But it was like, okay, so somehow along the line, it has been said that women need to be excluded from the patriarchy. And yet as women, we've become inclusive of men with the matriarchy. And so wouldn't it be amazing if instead of smashing this or dashing that or having women rise at the cost of men, that we can actually come more into balance And instead of smashing the patriarchy, we're smashing toxic masculinity, which is the thing that needs to be smashed, I believe, with every ounce of everything that we've got. Wow, mama. (laughs) I'm fired up about this right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Right, because that's the thing is that we've seen so many examples of what happens when Uh, you know, because here's the thing, the patriarchy that we have in our country right now, in the United States in particular right now, there's only one type of man that gets to benefit from that. It's the men that are in their toxic masculinity. And you and I are both married to amazing men that are shining examples of what a good man is. Mm -hmm. And so I am really about restoring balance in the corporate structures, in our government structures, in our society structures that really allow heart-centered human beings, women and yes to good men, rising to places of power so that we stop that profiting off other people's suffering. 
I'm curious what your thoughts are, Shai. <laughs> and that is really how it ends up playing out, how we talk about the patriarchy. How it ends up playing out is that human beings and corporations become willing to profit on the back of others, whether that's in business or forms of slavery. It is a system which over time has really taken over to the degree that we're not even aware that we're in it anymore. It's almost like it's invisible. And it's, I was speaking with my husband, um, who is a little concerned about uh, the recovery of the masculine right now. He's really honest about yeah. being a man's man, but being like, yeah, honey, I'm like a little worried about what's happening and how we're going to recover from this. And he told yeah. me the story of um, the history of the United States, basically, you know, we just talk about these average things and I'm like, and then what happened? And then what happened? And he said, you know, just from the very, very beginning, you know, including the Native American, you know, the overtaking, but also the separation from the crown and how that was done and how the people at that time who we think of almost as heroes actually were men who designed it to profit because they didn't want to give taxes back to their royalty and they just wanted what they wanted for themselves. So right from the beginning, our country was set up in this way to have power over and power to the few. And so this idea of changing that is like so huge and it could almost feel impossible. And I think that's why more of us, you know, don't even really know how to step out because it, how would you even move away from something in which everything that has been designed has sort of been created with that energy and that essence? Totally. And how could it not have been designed for those, that particular type of human being to profit from it and to rise? Why would you design it any other way unless you had a certain amount of consciousness, but it's like, you know, the dog eat dog world, it's a man's world, you know, all of these things. Well, of course it is because there's, they're the ones, especially here in the U S that created it. So of course they're going to create it so that they can benefit from it. But we are really calling to all of you as women leaders, whether you are an entrepreneur or you work in corporate America, or you're the spiritual leader inside your household, or you're working with your nieces or your nephews, the children that you are working with, for each and every one of us to step more into that feminine energy, into that space of flow, into that space of grace with fierceness and with perseverance. I mean, even just doing this particular call right now took an incredible amount of perseverance to just not say, forget it. The systems aren't letting us, our voices come through. And yet here we are persevering because we're fierce about it. And I feel like sometimes when we use the word feminine, which I know you and I've had a lot of conversations about using feminine versus masculine and so on and so forth and, and kind of labeling things in that way, but for lack of a better term, when we think about feminine, it's like we think about only the softness. But let us not forget the fierceness of the mama bear. Let us not forget, like I always feel like for myself, when I look at my business, when I look at my life, it's like there's times when I am in that nurturing, soft energy, and then there's times when I am fiercely setting a boundary or fiercely saying that is not okay with me. And we need both. We need both from that space of the heart, from that space of compassion. Yeah, this isn't ultimately, it won't ultimately end up being about gender. And yes. it just happens that mostly men are enforcing the patriarchy, but women are um, going for it too. But it ultimately isn't about that. It is ultimately about each person 
being in their own beauty and their own power and including nurturing and strength. And we feel like the gender assignments about what is feminine and masculine um, are really outdated. You know, my husband says, I love to be the nurturer. He's the nurturer in our relationship. And I'm actually one of the like, ah, let's go people. And so he loves for there to be both. And we talk about that a lot and how to change, um, the way that we're operating, which is really one of the inspirations for this conversation is this idea of what does it actually mean to step out of the patriarchy? Like, what are we even talking about? Like, it's a radical idea that seems so far away, especially based on what's happening in the world right now. And if we, um, I woke up this morning and thinking about the matrix, maybe a lot of you have seen that movie. And there's that moment where um, he sees the computer program Right. And the world that's strung upon the matrix of the computer program has been revealed. And that is kind of how it is. Let's just say that is kind of how it is at the level of these false patterns and systems being placed over. But it's the opposite. It's actually there's a beauty underneath, mm. which is nature and the earth. And the false and strange systems have been placed over the beauty which is why the earth is suffering and why we're suffering um, as a people. If you're worried, if you're, you can drink your water, you're suffering, whether you think you're suffering extremely, but if you're worried about drinking your water and if you're worried, if your food is poisoning you and your children, there's some issues going on here with us. And so it's like the opposite of that matrix image. And we can actually step out energetically. And I know that sounds kind of cosmic, but it's a quantum thing. Every set of beliefs and standards has energy that goes with it that keeps it in place. And so when you decide to move out of the ones that are operating, which would be called the dominant paradigm or the overculture, the systems that we are naturally filed into of education and of banking and of medicine, if you recognize it, you get the power to step out of it. And I would say that's been one of my hugest successes is deciding to do that really early. I'm aware of it. I sometimes engage with it through banking and internet, but I actually don't operate there. I don't actually work over there energetically at all. And I'm acutely aware when I engage with it and how it impacts what's happening. Because all of these things are systems that have patterns And so we get the opportunity as women entrepreneurs to step out of the default pattern and step into a pattern, but you don't have to make it up. That's what I really want us to know. This isn't some new idea. The pattern of beauty and integrity is what's happening on the earth. It's not a new thing. It's it's the ancient thing. And it's how the stars move and how the moons go through the cycle. All the power of the earth is underneath those structures. So we anchor into that reality of nature and base our business off of those kinds of ideals and visions. And then that simply is over there. It's sort of like, it just sort of hovers there. I'm really aware. It's like right here, but it doesn't actually um, impact the way I do business. Of course, it impacts my heart and the people I'm caring for and the planet and all those things, but it doesn't impact how I actually choose to run my business. I run it independent as possible from those systems. Okay. So, so much was just said. I want to highlight a few things and I want to ask you a question. So, you know, it's, it's almost like I like to think of 
any of the systems that we're operating in as a game. So you imagine like the game of baseball and, and what I, you know, so it's, it's almost like we're asking all of you, no matter what systems you're playing in to look at what would it be like for you to take off the mitt, throw it down and walk off of that field right now and say, I'm actually not playing that game anymore. Right. right. And so, and it's like, what's the game you want to be playing? And what I love that you said is that we don't have to make it up. So I want to know for you, like if you, when you really feel into that moment, when you took off the mitt, you said you did it early. What did that actually look like for you, Shiloh? Well, for me, I did an inventory of the default settings regarding the primary aspects, uh, religion, belief, race, gender, uh, the medical system, being judged as a heavy woman, uh, being a woman entrepreneur, the art that I made. Like I really took just an inventory of the general sort of overlay that I was already experiencing as a young artist and entrepreneur. And just did an assessment. And keep in mind, I actually had support with this because my family was already hip to the trip, as they say. (laughs) So (laughs) we, you know, with their support, I evaluated these areas and decided that the way that they were structured um, wasn't going to be the way that I was going to structure what I'm doing. And so part of what that is, is discernment and wisdom that each business decision that I would make, I would evaluate what is the benefit for me and my reason for doing it? What is the benefit for the person that's serving and why am I doing it? Um, Is there going to be an impact to the earth? And if so, what is it? And is it worth it? Hmm. And do the ends justify the means? And what is the ultimate thing I hope will happen? And is it sustainable at all? And if not, is it worth doing? And so it was a series of evaluating where I was inside the system deciding to step out of that energy and actually just create a new way of working. Mm-hmm. I remember this financial, like sort of high level financial analyst came in one day and bought $30,000 for the paintings. And she's like, you're not actually operating in the traditional uh, financial system. Are you? And I was like, no. And I said, well, I still have a bank account stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, but you're not in that. You're not in that world. You're not, playing that game. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm actually not. And so it's, it's almost like you decide in the beginning to evaluate and then each choice you make, which would be in, in, in our business world, our business is composed of a series of small projects that enter into large projects. So with each project, I say, is this workable? Does this make sense? And I evaluate And the very making of a different decision actually moves me, not just energetically, but actually in full matter into a new place of operating. And here's the amazing thing is, um, there's not a lot of people working over there. Right. It's not a crowded market. Right. Right. So, you know, and I know we're we're talking a little bit about energy, but it's not woo-woo energy. I want to tell you that what I'm talking about is quantum. Can I talk about that for a second? Please do. Okay. Okay. So why we have to talk about quantum reality is so that we don't think of this as just spiritual information. It's actually, it can be spiritual, but it's actually quite literal. Our intention carries a vibration. I could put my intention into a plant and it could be measured that my love that I put into the plant would actually amplify the plant. 
not unlike the studies with water. You whisper love into the water and the water responds or you whisper hate into the water and the water responds. That's how it is. But I could also put my energy into a mouse, a technology item, and it will also take the charge. Okay? So living things like water and plants and food take a charge and so do batteries and phones and mouses and computers and cars also take a charge. So what that means is that everything has a kind of presence. Some is vibrating at a lower or denser or slower frequency than other things. And so when you choose to step out of a culture that has a certain set of intentions set around it, which is their intent, they do have intentions. They, they are willing to create profit over the backs of others uh, and not regard the sustainability of the earth and do profit first and all that. Those are all intentions. And so those are all infused into the systems that they're creating. And so when we engage with them, that basically we're engaging inside of that world, which feels toxic to a lot of us. And so in the quantum world, if we actually choose to engage, even with that, like when I'm relating with my computer or my phone or any part of my technology, the level of presence that I bring to it, even if that thing was made in in a profitable, you know, a not a good profit kind of way, um, still the energy that I bring to it changes how it is with me Mm. and how I am with it and what its impact is. And again, just to say, like, no matter what you believe spiritually about these things, because that's a whole world too, at the level of energy, when you witness something, it experiences your witnessing it. It can't not because that's how electrons are designed. So when we're talking about these things, I really want you to know that we're talking about science and how that science actually informs and infuses everything that we create with our hands in the world. So I hope it's not too out there, but you know, you'll just have to get used to it because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we gotta get this. We yes. gotta get this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so there are those of you listening right now, I'd encourage you to do that inventory and assessment that Shiloh spoke about. What are those, what's the playing field? What's the game that you've been playing? What are the rules of that game that you've bought into? And by the way, I mean, when we look at the patriarchy, when we look at corporate systems, when we look at entrepreneurial systems, I mean, when we look and see that, you know, it's like less than 5% of, you know, entrepreneurs that are only less than 5%, it's actually 2.5%, I believe, um, are of, of entrepreneurs over seven figures means that they've made a million dollars, only 2.5% are women, right? So there is a way in the entrepreneurial landscape, as well as the corporate landscape, as well as the government landscape, where the game that we've been playing has rules that will not allow us to win. But the thing is, is that we've bought into the rules and we're playing by those rules. So if you don't like the rules, if you don't like the matrix, if you don't like the game that you're playing, walk off the freaking playing field. Do it right here and right now and say, actually, I'm not going to operate that way. This is why when Shiloh and I created the creative one page business plan, which um, Lucy, if you can pop that in, uh, creative one page business it's a free gift to all of you. So if you haven't checked that out, this is one of the reasons why we did that was because it was about changing the language 
of what we're doing. And I have to say for myself, I got into this game 10 years ago, nine or 10 years ago, that was like the celebrity author, self-help author track, right? And I was like, I'm going to play that game and I want to win that game. And I went out and got myself a book deal. And then I got another book deal and it was like, okay. And then I realized that that particular game was not going to work for me that I wasn't going to have the impact that I wanted to have and make the contribution that I want to have if that was the game that I was going to be playing. And so I stepped off that game and have instead stepped into really looking at, and I would say I'm even between games right now. You and I have talked about this, Shiloh. There's like this way in which I'm trying to make my way. I've studied with the best of them when it comes to online marketing. I, I, I become a little obsessive about it. I've loved, I've loved studying with my business mentors. And guess what? Very few of them are women. And guess what? They're not using language like beloveds. They're using language like target market. Maybe if I'm lucky, ideal client. I like a lot better than target market, but it's like the shifting of the language is part of creating the new rules. And that's what Shiloh and I are taking a stand for and in, in our program radiance, which we'll talk about at the end of this call. But it's like really looking at that and assess it, get into the inventory and really look at what are the beliefs that I've been buying into. And then I love what you said, Shiloh, you don't have to create the new game all by yourself. There we're over here playing it. Come join us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's an invitation and it can be instant. You know, our life has to follow suit and our actions have to follow suit. But you can decide right now, yeah, I don't even know how, but I just don't want to be a part of whatever that is anymore. Even if you don't have language for it, yep. you just know that it isn't working for you. Yep. That the way business has been being done doesn't work for you. And maybe you've taken some other marketing classes or you're, you know, I don't know. There's just so many uh, systems out there for creating um, money and business right now that um, have bought into the false sort of system. Yeah. And we only, we say the only way for you to do business is your way, Yeah. but you have to know what your way is. And that takes a little ex- excavating. And I put over into the chat um, some of the areas you want to look at in terms of, of just doing an inventory. Mm-hmm. So medical, education, government, religion, race, banking, technology, family systems, agricultural, social norms, military, ecology. In each of these, if, you, if it's almost like you would say, regarding technology, I'm stepping out. I'm claiming my own space. Regarding banking, I'm becoming conscious. I'm making my own space. And all of that ultimately leads to um, being an entre- a female entrepreneur who's going to do things her way and to discover what that is. And there is hard work to discovering your own way of working, but it's, how can I say it? It's natural for you. Mm. Yeah. Natural for you. And when we do it the other way, it feels unnatural. And that's why a lot of us have tried it and don't want to do it anymore. Right. Right. And it's like, why am I so tired all the time? Because you've been trying to play this game where you know you can't win on some level. That's right. And so that's where we talk about feminine entrepreneurship and really radiant entrepreneurship, where we're looking at what are those portals? What are those ways of being? What are the rules that we're going to create as women coming together to talk about entrepreneurship and talk about business and talk about service and contribution Mm -hmm. and look at who is it that you're here to serve? Who are your beloveds that are just waiting for you? And what are your gifts that you can really give them? 
And then what are the ways of sharing your offerings, your invitations that feel in divine alignment with who you are and what you value? Mm-hmm. Because the minute we start taking actions inside our business, inside our life for that matter, that feel out of alignment, that aren't guided by what I would call your inner wisdom, is when we start really jumping into that space of having things feel out of alignment where it feels like forcing. I always like to say we want to go with the flow. And when you go with the flow, it doesn't mean that you won't bump into rapids, right? It doesn't mean that every once in a while you're not going to slam into a rock because the flow got really intense. But that's a hell of a lot better than swimming upstream and going against what is really, really right for you. Anything, what else you want to say? Yeah, so one of the things I just wanted to ask everybody is, how does it feel in your body and your heart if you imagine stepping out of the system, whichever one you've been in, and knowing that there's another one that is based in the beauty of the earth and the power of the elements, literally earth, air, fire, water, like the sun and the moon and the earth, all of those structures that are there that you could base your business and your entrepreneurship on those existing structures. How does it feel to consider that there's this like whole other way of working that you might not have considered before? And here's the thing. We've often equated making a contribution and being of service with not receiving any prosperity for it. Right. That's so in the female world, right? If I'm going to be a healer, be a practitioner, be a visionary that, you know, I shouldn't be chart, you know, charging. And there's a lot of judgment even for us to charge for our services. And guess what? Then we don't get ahead and we don't create a revolution. And I'm all for women need to finance the revolution themselves. Right. I was at the, um, I get to speak at the United Nations at the, um, commission on the status of women for a couple different years. And I usually what we do to, to finance our trip is we create a workshop in New York to cover our expenses. That's, you know, it's really, it's like 15 to 20,000 to go. And I got to cover those bases. And so we create a workshop that's normal for entrepreneurs, right? Cover the trip. Right. Well, I was there and I was talking to the other women who were there and they were like, so um, you know, does your not-for-profit finance your journey? Who pays for you to come here? I'm like, no, like we do it ourselves. And they're like, what do you mean? Like you pay your own way. And I said, well, we finance it through creating an event. And then, yeah. And it was like a phenomenon to consider that because they're working in a corporate system and also in a not-for-profit system. And the idea of, of, of not needing someone to sponsor you to create the revolution that you have the power to create your own transformation and your own revolution. Cause you're not waiting for someone to give you funding or a leg up. You're actually just doing it yourself. Right. And that is possible. It's never, it's right now. Yeah. I love that. And, and here's the other thing that I've been exploring in my own business and, and with a project that I'm, that I'm currently working on is looking at, what would it be like to have corporate sponsors that fund the entire thing so that we're not having to fund it ourselves and not having to bootstrap, right? So there, it's like looking and exploring all of these different games. And like I said, like I'm in games, it's like, okay, I'm going to go check, check out that game and see what that's like. 
And I'm going to go check out this game. But what I, but what I know is that for all of you that are listening and that have hung on through all of this different technology stuff, it's like you have a gift to give. And if Shiloh and I can be of support and, and of help for you to give those gifts and create prosperity from it, then we welcome you. Like if you want to come over and continue to have this level of depth and conversation, then we'd love to have you apply for Radiance, which is our program right now. And, you know, Shiloh, you and I, you know, we've talked so much about Radiance. I mean, we've spent, (laughs) people would, you would not believe the amount of hours we can't believe it. <laughs> we, we can't believe it. It's just, it's insane. So, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time and a lot of energy. This is our second year offering Radiance. It's a six-month women's entrepreneur and prosperity circle. There are two levels. Gold is the um, core membership where you will walk through the six Radiance portals with us to help you create and define your body of work. And what we mean by that is your gifts specific that only you can give and really being able to take ownership of that and look at how to express that and then creating an offering that is in alignment with that body of work during the six months with us. And then there's also the platinum level for those of you that already have an established business. Maybe you want to refine or really look at what's my next body of work that I really want to go into that want to work more deeply with us and also get some private time with us and be with us in person in a small group intimate retreat. So you can check it out at radiantwomancircle.com, radiantwomancircle.com. And as Shiloh and I um, were looking, we've really um, made a lot of changes to the Radiance program from the first year to this year. Shiloh, do you want to talk a little bit about that and what inspired us around that? Yeah, for, just for me personally. and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were definitely noticing that business was not as usual and that even the things that we used to do weren't working in the same way. So templates or formulas or ways of working weren't working in the same way. The environment just continually was changing. And so we knew there wasn't just a, like a, you know, a step-by-step, just do this and this, and then all of a sudden you're going to be successful. You know, kind of that's gone. You know, that was a nice time, but that's gone now. And so we wanted to write something that's truly real. And that's able to be customizable to each person where they are on their journey. And so we really, like we said, spent an enormous amount of time re- and working with the women who are graduates of Radiance, who some of you are with us today, yes. to discover what you wanted. And we heard a lot of, I don't want to push so hard. I don't want everything to be about creating money, but I want to, I'm interested in creating money. I don't want everything to be uh, you know, designed on my platform or building my list, but I want to be an entrepreneurship. So it really gave us a good look that, you know, there's so much more than just these ideas of constantly expanding, constantly growing, constantly inventing and rushing, 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 constant launch, like that pressure. Women wanted to be in circle with us working on business, but not like that. Right. So and what, what is the container then? What does it look like then for people to be at different levels, at different paces, and then working together? It's actually not that easy of a solution when people are at different levels of business and success. Yeah. And so what we found that was a common denominator for us and also for a lot of the women that we've worked with already is that when women had an idea about what they were creating, being part of a larger vision, 
it changed how the day-to-day vision unfolded. Mm. And so we're not talking about just you know, doing a business to make money or just doing a business to serve people or just all the ways that we would normally think about a business plan and how that works and your exit strategy and your end game and like all the lingo. Instead, what if we thought about our business as a series of projects held within a larger framework, which would be thought of as a body of work? Now, a body of work, to me, that's, those are holy words. And not everybody ends up doing that in their life. Um, it's easy to think about it if you think of um, like the bodywork industry. You know, we've got Rolfing and Feldenkrais and Anat Boniel and the Alexander Method and, you know, reflexology. Those are all bodies of work connected to beings who thought them up or communities that are within the entire framework of bodywork, right? So bodies of work within the greater body of work of bodywork. In entrepreneurship, there are the same kinds of things. People will copyright things and invent this this cup and label this cup and, you know, we make these products and bring things to the marketplace. But they don't think about them so much as a body of work. They think about it like product. Mm. Mm. And so what would be different if instead of thinking of everything like a product, we actually thought of it more like how the body workers think about those methodologies. Right. And what would be different if each entrepreneur took herself seriously enough to invest her time and her resources to design the larger container for herself into which her work would go. Now, here's the thing. A lot of us don't feel like we have something to say. We don't feel like there's something valuable enough that we would even spend that time. I mean, who would I be to design this cup or design a yoga method or design a breathwork technique? Now, that's why we're going to work a lot with imagination because we're going to be inviting you to imagine that you do have that body of work and how different would our world be if thousands and thousands of women were operating on that level of gravity within the information that they have. I mean, think of Byron Katie with the questions, right? How are the, there's three or four questions. Her body of work is like, it's just like three or four questions, right? So it doesn't have to be this huge volume. It could just be a concept, right? That you're bringing out and sharing. And so what we discovered is that when women were able to move themselves into the framework, imagining their work as vital, needed, and wanted, and something that they could work on throughout their entire life, then it changed the immediacy of the smaller projects. And we also discovered that the capacity to make the smaller projects sustainable was amplified if it was held within a greater body of work. And I would say that me stepping out of the patriarchy early and then my decision to treat everything that I do as part of a larger curriculum, for example, Radiance is on, I have a curriculum and Radiance is on my curriculum. And so everything I do is either on that or not on that. And if it's not on that, I can't afford to do it. It has to be on that. So it has to fit within my body of work. And I've been extremely successful through focusing and everything fitting in and having the vibration of that it's all held within this container that I've created and named intentional creativity. My body work is called intentional creativity. So we hope to be able to provide you with language and structures and um, meditations and imaginations to uh, pull forth from yourself 
what that work might be and look like and be structured? And then how would you be compensated for it? How does the body of work actually sustain itself from within basically by taking something like a beautiful body of work and deciding, yeah, I'm going to do some coaching around this part of that body of work. I'm going to do some, I'm going to design a high end program around the body of work. I'm going to write a book that includes, you know, four or five aspects of the 20 pieces of this curriculum. So we actually put a focus on a certain aspect of, of the work. And then you turn that into a product or offering. So it's almost like, it's like an opposite way of actually looking at it. The thing that I will add to what you're saying, because I know that there are some women that are listening right now that might be new to the world of coaching or might be new in this new, you know, in their entrepreneurial, whatever their thing is. And I wish, because, you know, I have certifications, I have a gazillion different certifications from a lot of different places and love to continue studying and, and looking at different, different people's models and getting certified in them. And what we're really asking of you is for you to be audacious enough and bold enough with your self-confidence on some level, your value on another level to say, I'm interested in exploring what my voice is about. What is my unique thing that I can contribute and so, yes, if you're someone that just got certified through a coaching, it's like, yes, use that model and you have your worksheets. I mean, I, I, I was certified through the Coaches Training Institute and I know there's people that have been certified in Shiloh's Intentional Creativity Method. And it's like, you know, I used to have my binder open when I was on coaching calls and just kind of follow different scripts because I was new at it. And, and, it, and it was amazing to be able to have that structure. And it was only when I said, I have something unique to contribute. I can take from this certification that I got and that certification that I got and then go into listening to my inner wisdom to say, I've got something to say that's unique to me. I have a methodology here. I have a process here. I have a curriculum here. I have a body of work to give. And I love the expression, it's all been said before, but not by you. Because Shiloh's speaking to some of you right now and your mind is like, like, oh my gosh, right? And some of you are really resonating with her and then others of you are really resonating with me. And that's the beauty of owning your unique voice. So no matter where you fall, whether you're brand new, you just got certified from something and you're just starting out in your business or you're someone who is seasoned and is like, I am ready to be in a different conversation and start playing a different game that's by my own rules. No matter where you fall in that spectrum, that's one of the reasons why we've built these different levels of radiance and why we're so excited to be in this circle with so many amazing women. Mm -hmm. So I know that we're at the top of the hour and I know that this kind of started late and all that stuff. So I know we need to start wrapping up, but Shiloh, is there anything more that you want to add, my dear? And if anybody has any quick questions, maybe we can take a question or two. You can enter it into the chat here. Mm -hmm. Um, Any, any closing thoughts, Shiloh? Yeah, I just want to invite you to value yourself enough to ask yourself the question, what is my great work? What is my contribution? Yeah. And to let the question just hang there in the space, ask it at night and in the morning, like, what does that look like? 
and that the the sort of the shape of it may change over time. When I was in my 20s, I felt like what my body of work was going to be was to change the face of uh, the way the feminine was viewed in my lifetime. And this is really before much internet, before Google. I don't know when they came out, but anyway, I couldn't Google it, the idea. (laughs) Um, Put it that way. And I just thought, well, what does that even look like? Like, I was like, will there be billboards? And I'm talking about it. You know, what will that be like? It's before social media. And so asking myself the question, what does it look like to fulfill on this idea? Um, kept me going for years. Like, am I doing it now? Oh, is that what that looks like? Oh, there's a print. There's a poster. Oh, I'm on the cover of a magazine. Okay. That's doing it. That's doing it. And what ended up happening as we have thousands of women around the world creating thousands and thousands and thousands of paintings. And so the face of the feminine in our community and across Facebook and, you know, is, is transformed in my lifetime. And we have been a part of that because there are, I mean, there's probably over 10,000 paintings of women and the feminine that have been created over the past 10 years. That's a, it's huge. Like if you could look at it from above, you would see how huge that is. But the original vision was changed the way that the feminine, the face of the feminine is regarded in my lifetime. But I didn't know the exact path, right? I didn't know what it was. The path didn't exist at the time. But I took myself seriously enough to say, yeah, somehow I'm going to do that. Uh, Where is it? Where is it? Is it here? Is it here? So just the inquiry, the way the imagination stirs up of thinking of that idea being important enough. I'm important enough and that idea is important enough and that I can actually have an impact on something as huge as how women are regarded in my lifetime, um, then has created my entire business, which is to empower women to create their body of work basically and work directly with feminine image, which we will also be doing in Radiance. There's a 13 step process where you'll be creating a radiant woman archetype. You'll also be learning to work with image and text to bring authentic, unique imagery into your business that you can create your own media by hand. So we're going to bring the tools to you to make it match your essence and who you are. But in order to even get there, ask yourself the question, what and what is important to me to see changed in the world? I mean, it's pretty obvious why I would want the face of the feminine to be changed in my lifetime. What is it for you? And what is your particular nuance around that? And it can be really specific or it can be quite broad. And then if you can imagine that, almost like a crescent moon, and on that moon are these spheres, these circles, almost like a basket, just like this, and they're building up. Each thing that you create amplifies that light and that holding. And each of your projects, everything I do, a book, my yoga mat, you know, a workshop, those all contribute. Those are all spheres that are held within that basket. And so you have to start somewhere. And if you feel like you have an idea inside of you and you would love to spend time nurturing it, and that's what we're going to be focusing on. And that's what um, Amy is going to be focusing on and what also what I am focusing on. Um, so we do the process with you. We're not just teaching you. We're actually going to the process at the same exact time. Yeah. Well, and it's, and um, you know, for me with my body of work around women stopping being so hard on themselves and getting rid of that inner mean girl voice and allowing them to step forward with more confidence so they stop underestimating themselves. 
that's one of the contributions that I'll be making as a teacher is really looking at all the different tools and that body of work that I've been working on for the last 10 years and really customizing that for the women that are in this program and being able to hold their hand and walk them through the fire of having the audacity to say, my voice matters. And that now is the time, ladies. Now is the time. And as we raise our voices, as we step into our power more, as we step into more abundance, more wealth, more prosperity, through playing our own games and creating our own rules and saying, this is the way that I'm going to do this, we can then rise into more influence so that we can step into a much more balanced system of power than the patriarchy. So with that, um, Shiloh, I'll ask you one final question. It's something that I ask everybody when they're on the Amy Ehlers show. So since this is a very special edition of that, um, what's messy and what's magical in your life right now, Shiloh? (laughs) Curveball. (laughs) Curveball. So um, I feel like what's what's messy is really regarding um, where I'm at in my business. Mm. that I uh, really feel a desire to go back to the gallery world mm-hmm. where I go down and, you know, hang up the painting and I paint and I make tea and customers come in. That was such a different life for me than going on Facebook and posting a link to an ad or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> and I've just been doing this for, um, you know, I've been doing that whole online thing in addition to the in-person for, for eight years since yeah. I was 40 years old. Yeah, I feel like I really want to go back, but it's messy. Like right before this call, we were actually looking at a space and to, to make that leap, you know, to the level that I would need, it would be such a financial stress yep. that I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. And at the same time, if I don't do it now, by the time I'm 50, that will not be in place. Right. Right. And so that's freaking messy. Like that's yeah. like scary, messy. Like I'm scared to do it and I'm scared not to do it because I already have a full business. Right. right? So, um, and what's magical is that I do have a new, um, I have two new things that are held within my body of work. I have a series of new paintings that are coming out. And then as a part of this work, I started a, a program that I invited people to join me in, um, where I'm actually doing, my body sharing my body of work over a year and so I'm discovering what my body of work is through teaching my body of work each month I teach one part of my body of work and I charged people to come along with me as I'm discovering it right that's a perfect example um, and it's totally magical because all these people are with me as I'm saying here's this next piece of my body of work what I've spent my life doing so I feel um, that that's magical and messy and I feel like I'm at a crossroads like there like there's a certain level of information that I've received to this point that I feel like I've shared almost all of it yeah and the radiance is like the final piece to get this body of work information recorded for you all um I think this is the final piece of of this bigger curriculum so and then who knows what's happening after that exciting and terrifying all at the same time it sounds like it's like this is life and straight up no and seriously if you ladies want to study entrepreneurship with Shiloh now's the time to do it because who knows 
if who knows if radiance will happen again, I don't know, maybe it will, maybe it won't, we don't know. But what we do know is that starting November 1st, the circle is, circle is cast, the circle is gathering, and we would love to welcome you into it. Again, the URL to check it out and to go ahead and apply is radiantwomancircle.com. You can read more about our philosophy, see some case studies and testimonials from our past clients, etc. So with that, we will send off, sending all of you so much love. Keep embracing the messiness and the magic of your life. It's Amy Ehlers and Shiloh Sophia signing off. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for letting me be a guest. Oh, my gosh. Love you, honey. Okay. Bye, everyone.